I V M. You are listening to the Signal Daily, brought to you by Front Page Studios. Diamonds seem to be losing their sheen, at least in the United States. Turns out, according to the Global Rough Diamond Price Index, diamond prices have fallen by 18% from their peak in February 2022 and are currently down by around 6.5% because there's a drop in demand. Reports suggest that De Beers, which pretty much has a monopoly in diamond mining, retail trading and industrial diamond manufacturing, has had to cut down prices of rough diamonds between 2 to 4 carats, which are often used in wedding bands. As for Bloomberg, In June 2022, the big diamond player was asking for about $1400 per carat. Fast forward to July 2023, and that price has tumbled to roughly $850 per carat. And down pricing is something that they do only as quote-unquote last resort. But why are diamond prices plummeting at all? Well, there are a bunch of factors at play here. One of them is the lingering impact of the pandemic which has gotten folks plunging more on vacations and other fun activities rather than buying fancy bling. Another factor of course is the looming economic downturn in the global north. But the real game changer here is actually the surge in lab grown diamonds which look kind of similar to natural diamonds at least for us laymen except they are lab grown and easier on the pocket. And it really seems like Americans are preferring to go for these synthetic gems for their engagement rings. For the better part of the past decade, top diamond sellers like De Beers didn't actually pay much attention to lab-grown diamonds making their way into the market, but things are shifting and now lab-grown gems are actually making a big splash in the high-stakes US bridal market. In fact, according to a Fortune report, in June about 9% of the diamonds that were exported from India were actually lab-grown, which is a big jump from just 1% 5 years ago. A report from the Commerce Ministry from May 2022 even said that India was making 15% of all the lab-grown diamonds in the world. And with the popularity of synthetic diamonds rising, it seems that there might still be a few more price drops ahead, painting a pretty bleak picture for the diamond business. For the next few minutes, you are going to know a little more than you did yesterday from the world of technology. business policy and anything that leaves you with food for thought hi i'm shorbury and this is the deep dive for 5th september 2023 cricket has been scoring consistent sixers in the sports popularity scene and it's all the more obvious because the international olympic council is going to be voting next month on whether to include it in the 2020 olympic games or not So currently nine sports are battling for the newcomer spot at the 2028 Summer Olympic Games which is going to be held in Los Angeles, USA. And the mix includes karate, kickboxing, baseball, softball and even breakdancing. But according to a report in the Indian Express, cricket is actually the front runner here. Michael Payne, a former marketing and broadcast rights director of the IOC, told the English Daily that the quote-unquote current cricket boom in the US is one of the primary reasons for this. Major League Cricket, the new franchise-based league in the US, is attracting hefty investments including from big tech firms. What also works in cricket's favor is that the 2032 Olympics will be held in Brisbane in Australia, where cricket is already a pretty popular sport. 
Plus, Tricket will be a way for the IOC to also tap on the vast South Asian market. You know, Indian broadcaster Vicom 18 paid $31 million to air the 2024 Paris Olympics. And that says quite a bit about the nation's growing interest in the Olympic Games. To top it off, in a cricket-loving nation like India, the inclusion of cricket would only boost it further. So maybe, if things go well at the IOC session in Mumbai next month, the world will actually get to witness cricket being played at the Olympics for the first time since 1900. How fun would that be? But this isn't the only major development from the world of cricket. I got another big update for you. IPL teams are thinking of going public. At least that's what GSW GMR Cricket, the holding company of Delhi Capitals, is saying. GSW GMR chairman Path Jindal told Mint that the company would be open to merging all its global franchises including Pretoria Capitals and Dubai Capitals, into a consolidated entity that would be listed. But let's not be hasty because stocks are still at a preliminary stage and most importantly, the Board of Control for Cricket in India or the BCCI is yet to give the green light for this move. However, teams are pretty pumped about this and three of them have reportedly already approached the board about raising capital. While Delhi Capitals and Punjab Kings are interested in a public listing, Rajasthan Royals are looking for private equity investments. In a previous episode, we had talked about how Rajasthan Royals has been somewhat successful in this endeavor. Over the last few years, the team has managed to attract some pretty big names, such as USA's Redbird Capital Partners, which had taken up a 15% stake in the franchisee back in 2021. Earlier this year, there were also reports that another American investment firm Tiger Global was also interested in investing in the Royals. And all of this clearly chalks up to the team's own ambitions to expand. And you know, also the general interest in the IPL and the game of cricket that has grown over the years. But while some teams might be offering themselves up on the stock market soon enough, BCCI officials have stated that others might not, as they are already associated with publicly listed companies. For instance, there are teams like Mumbai Indians, owned by a subsidiary of Reliance Industries. And then there's also Chennai Super Kings, which is also owned by a subsidiary of India Simmons. So, cricket in the Olympics and the stock market? Yikes! This is as everywhere as it gets. If you like listening to The Signal Daily, please show us some support. Rate us and review us on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. We'd also love to hear what you have to say about this podcast. So feel free to shoot an email at hello at thesignal.co. The Signal Daily is produced in association with IVM. This episode was written and researched by Sneha and Tanuja. Edited by Jaydeep Pedya. Produced by Manaswini. Mastered and mixed by Manas and Nirvan. You can catch this podcast every morning on Spotify, Apple, Amazon Prime Music, Google Podcasts or wherever you listen to your podcasts. We are the signal.co on Instagram, LinkedIn and Twitter. <laughs>